I want you to grab your Bibles tonight. I'd like you to go to Romans chapter 1. I want to make a declaration before we get going into this word this evening that in a few moments we're going to be opening the altars and we're going to go after miracles and healings tonight. Amen. Jesus said in John 14, 12, he said, he who believes in me, he said, the works that I do, you will do also. And then he made this audacious announcement. He said, greater works will you do and greater works. If you believe, you'll do the works that I do, but you'll also do greater works. Wow. Wow. We know that how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit who went about doing good, right? Isn't that beautiful? Who went about doing good. This is Acts 10, 38. He anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. All those oppressed by the devil for God was with him. I believe we're going to have a reality of the kingdom of God on display tonight. How many believe that with me? Cody, I want to thank you. I want to thank the worship team tonight. As Paul was writing to the Romans and, and really as the Holy Spirit was speaking through him, Cody, you can go ahead. He didn't hear me. Thank you so much. Let's just tell Cody thank you one more time. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying it. I mean, Paul faced a, a very wicked culture. He, the Roman culture was fascinated with death. Y'all okay tonight? Let me just say Merry Christmas. <laughs> I just, I'm like, wow, here I go. But let's just say this. Merry Christmas, everybody. I cannot deny who I am and what the Lord wants to push through my heart tonight. Okay? I can't. And we're getting close to Christmas, and there's going to be a beautiful, wonderful time for all of that. But tonight, this is where we're at. And let the church say amen. amen. So we're in Romans 1, and Paul faced a very wicked culture. And amazing, you study the Romans. The Romans, they were a people that was fascinated with death. They, they were fascinated with domination. Right? They were fascinated with sexual exploitation. Lots of wild things happening. And we see a lot, if we peer into history, what is right before us in this hour, what is parading itself against all things that are God. We see it throughout 
unfortunately, we see it all throughout America, it parading that, that spirit that is really no longer even masquerading, but is very flamboyant, very flamboyant, and is really cursing God and all things of God. Are you with me tonight? I, um, last week, I know most of you understand, most of you were watching um, concerning what our Senate did with uh, H.R. 8404, Respect the Marriage Act, which was really um, more codifying what they said our nation will redefine marriage to be. God has set the rule and the standard, a pure, beautiful, holy standard of what holy matrimony is between a man and a woman. And let the church say amen. Come on, let the church say amen. God has set that in place, and no matter who the God mockers are in in Washington, D.C., it'll never be changed. God's Word is forever established. Come on. Come on, church. God's Word is forever established. Forever established. And so they did it to to mock God. They did it to exalt same-sex union. I need you to hear this tonight. They really did it to weaponize the government against the church. And here's where I'm at. I am always peering into uh, the future as the Lord turns me and directs me and gives me eyes to see for that which is coming. I truly live in the present. I understand living and being present. But Jesus said that when we would receive the Holy Spirit, he said, this is uh, John 16, he said the Holy Spirit, well, he's not only the spirit of truth, but he is the spirit who will show you things which are to come. Hear that and let it rest on you tonight. Hear that, but yet let it rest on you. The Holy Spirit needs to show us things that are to come. And I'm concerned. I'm, I am greatly concerned of the things that are to come. And I think we need to speak of some of these things because What has been weaponized by this government and this administration is against all churches. It's against all church or uh, Christian universities, Christian schools, so on and so forth. And here we are in this time of expansion of a vision as a people. We're we're in a time of expansion of a vision, and it's God's vision. We're in we're in a time of expansion of God's dream for us because God is telling us, I want you to take care of my children. I want you to teach my children. I want you to educate my children. I want you to raise my children. This is what God is saying to us, and this is what we believe is going to be manifested in the life of victory, a church of his presence. And of course, it's God's vision. It's God's dream. And you better believe that God is after rescuing the children of this great planet. You better believe it. He is after rescuing the souls of precious children. And I know so many of you in this house burn for this because the Lord has set it in your heart to burn. And he's done it to creating you and make you a father and make you a mother. Make you a father. Make you a mother that cares and burns for this vision. All the while, the enemy is trying to suppress us and break us down 
so that we do not move forward into that vision of rescuing the children of this generation and the generations that are yet to come. Hear this tonight. So they, they are forming weapons against the church. They are forming weapons against Christian education. I will tell you, these weapons that are formed against the church, they shall fail. They will fail. Come on. They will fail. We're not in retreat. We're not in retreat. We are surging forward. We're going to surge forward into 2023. We're not going into 2023 in fear. We're going into 2023 with abundance of faith and fire and power. Woo! Paul is still mentoring us through the book of Romans. And he's saying you don't, you don't have to play games with these kind of people. You don't have to be a go-along-to-get-along person. I want to free somebody in this house tonight. You don't have to be the go-along-to-get-along man. You're God's man. You're God's woman. Get an amen for my daughter. Hallelujah. That culture was fascinated with death. That culture was fascinated with warfare. Rome's culture was fascinated with domination. They were fascinated with fear. Feeding our family to bears and lions and lepers and burning them at the stake in the Colosseum. And we have stood in that Colosseum. And it takes your breath away. It was our family. That was our brothers and sisters in Christ that gave their life for the gospel. And they stood as a testament to us in this hour. Their lives and their blood still preaches to us in December of 2020. What year are we in? 2022. (laughs) Help me preach, Lord. (laughs) 2022. Gosh, I crossed over into 2023 and lost track of time. Paul makes these, um, just an audacious statement. And I'm going to read to you one verse out of the New King James Version right now, Romans 1.18. He says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. You better grab hold of that tonight. And I want to frame this up to you tonight. This is a New Testament scripture. This is under the covenant of grace. Did you grab hold of that? I said, this is the New Testament. This is under the covenant of grace. He said, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. Now, I want you to lay that right now on the society that we are living in. Now, I want to read it to you out of the Passion Translation. Can you go there? Is it behind me? Let's go there. For God in heaven unveils His holy anger, breaking forth against every form of sin. Both towards ungodliness 
that lives in hearts and evil actions. For the wickedness of humanity deliberately smothers the truth and keeps people from acknowledging the truth about God. It's no surprise. We understand where we're at. We've been living this all together. We have been living all of this together. What we have faced in America, what we are seeing, the suppression of truth right now, and from and, and really just, just a small time ago, you can go back to the front of this train to the beginning of this, this scamdemic or plandemic or whatever you want to call it. But a massive suppression of truth. Now, obviously, there's, there's an ongoing suppression of the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's been going on since Jesus stepped down on the face of the earth and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. But isn't it wild right now in this hour, the suppression of all levels and all kinds of truth that is happening? And Paul makes it very clear, the wrath of God, whoa, whoa, the what? The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. For those of you that were not here, I want you to just earmark something. If you were not with us last year in October, you can go back in our our media archive on October the 22nd, 2021, and I want you to listen to the wrath of a loving God. And that was a message that I brought at that time. The wrath of a loving God. I want to put that in your notes tonight and go back. I want to say this. Um, I want to say this in humility, and you know that I'm not lying when I say it. But we we are a company that God is building. We are an ecclesia that God is building, and this is a an ecclesia of true warriors. This is this is this is an ecclesia of lion hearts. I, am, I preach to you as the army of God because that is who you are. Come on. I preach to you. I preach to you. I preach to you. I preach to you as the army of God. I preach to you as a man of God. I preach to you as a woman of God. I preach to you as a soldier of God who is not in retreat but is surging forward. For the kingdom of God was never, ever meant to retreat, but it was always meant to take shaping culture. We are a company of watchmen. We are a company of intercessors. And these are not just words. We are a company of watchmen. We are a company of intercessors. And we are not the church that is burying its head in the sand while everything in culture is avalanching. We understand, ladies and gentlemen, we understand that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And we need to have the fortitude right now to anchor ourselves in the Lord and say, Lord, keep shaking it till everything that is not built upon you absolutely comes to rubble and dust. We are engaged in a high level of warfare for the soul of this nation. We are engaged in a high level, high level of warfare. Aren't you glad that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds? Now, we recognize 
tonight that the enemy would like nothing more. He, he is in total fascination continually on how he can bring down the United States of America. He will fail. Oh, he will fail. Oh, he will fail. He will fail. God is counting on his church. God is counting on the ones that are in this room. The true ecclesia, God is counting on you to rescue and save a nation. We need to stop asking God to do the things that he's commanded us to do. He doesn't have to rend the heavens and come down. He's already rend the heavens and come down. He's done it all. He's paid the price. He gave the keys. He gave the keys of authority to his church and said, now take these keys and use them. And forbid evil. Church, go forth and forbid evil. And then, loose my kingdom. Let's go there. The enemy would love to take down the torch. I'm not talking about my podcast. <laughs> I know he hates that too. <laughs> oh my. But there's a torch of freedom. And it's called the beloved United States of America. That the enemy would love to take down. He would love to destroy this beacon of hope to the nations, ladies and gentlemen. You have to understand, the enemy would love nothing more than to take this nation out. He will fail. He will fail. As long, <clears throat> let this land on you. I don't care if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, pan-trib. And pan-trib is not... Peter Pan. Pantrib is, well, I just believe it'll all pan out in the end. That's a bad theological structure, by the way. So anyway, I want you to hear this tonight, that as long as the church is in the earth, we are anointed and called to restrain evil. Let that land on you. Because I'm talking to you about your assignment in God. I've been talking to you about your identity. Now I'm talking to you about your assignment in this hour. As long as, as you and I are in the earth, you and I are called to restrain evil and fight and war against evil. Ephesians chapter 6, we know it so well, Paul you know, Paul, I, I, I say these things deliberately as I preach. And I want to say it again. Paul is a mentor in your life. You need to see it like that. When you break open the Scriptures, you are being discipled by the Apostle Paul. you got a good mentor in your, in your life. And the power of this gospel is still going forth. Paul is still mentoring Brian. He's still coaching me along. He's right in the cloud of witnesses. And he's saying, let me proclaim this word over you. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Say that with me. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Say it again. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, powers, against rulers of darkness of this age. And against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Wow. We are in a spiritual battle. We have to recognize this. Ladies and gentlemen, 
There's no retreating from it. We have to recognize this. We are in a spiritual war. We are not in a political war. We are in a spiritual war. I really pray you engage in this tonight. I really asked the Lord about going here tonight. It would have been really great to talk about Mary and Joseph and heading down to Bethlehem. But that's not where we're at tonight. Are you okay? You all still breathing? Pinch somebody next to you. Say, it's going to get better. (laughs) Don't pinch them that hard. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven. And the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. I think it's pretty wild that God is using someone named Elon Musk right now. Some of you are like, where am I at right now? I came to church. I, I, some of you are like, I, I, I like to hide from all this stuff. I don't, I don't want to hear about this stuff when I come to church, I just want to be taught the Gospels. I just, I just, listen, listen. You have to connect the Gospel to culture. You, you have to connect the Gospel to the reality of where we're living. Because if you don't, you, you, you become a, well, we have the tendency to become very lazy and very weak as the church and begin to insulate our lives and insulate ourselves from what's actually going on and from the call that God is beckoning us to and saying, I want you to take my torch and go into the darkness. Elon Musk. Now, you know, if that scares you, me saying Elon Musk, I'm not a fan I'm not a fan whatsoever of Elon Musk. Let me be very clear. And if that hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. I need to take that back. Uh, I'm not a fan. Yeah, just take that right back. Uh, Let's hear that in instant replay. Anyway, so I'm not a fan of of Elon Musk. I've done the research. I've done his family research. My wife knows I do research. And I don't always come to the pulpit with the things that I'm researching. But I'm no fan of Elon Musk. But I want to tell you what I'm doing about Elon Musk. I am praying. The Holy Ghost knows. I'm telling you the truth. I'm praying this man encounters encounters the Lord Jesus Christ and comes to him and, and knows him as Lord and King. I'll say something interesting, and we can, we can judge it later because it'll be recorded tonight. I remember years ago when, when uh, Kim Clement was still alive. How many remember Kim Clement, wonderful prophet from South Africa? I love Kim. Love Kim. Celebrate Kim. And honestly, I miss Kim. I miss Kim. I remember a couple years ago, I, I had a, a wild dream of Kim Clement's uh, combat boots standing on the Mount of Olives facing the Temple Mount. It was a radical dream. Oh, man, I feel that right now. I remember Kim prophesying about the big E, the big E that would come and would become a blessing to the church. A lot of people thought it was ethanol. (laughs) Seriously. 
I told Bren a while back, I said, I wonder if that big E is Elon. I don't know. I just keep tracking things in the prophetic and asking God, God, what are you saying? But isn't it interesting how God is using individuals right now to pull back the bark and expose the worms? Isn't it interesting that God is using people to reveal the truth from those who are suppressing the truth? This the, the Twitter files that are being dumped. Yes, I, let's talk about it. Can we just go there? You know, the unveiling of this, I mean, you got, you got Hunter Biden's laptop. You got the rigged 2020 election. You got all the suppression of President, uh, or a suppression of President Trump. You got all the Yahoo craziness of January 6th. Are you with me? What they, what they did, what Twitter did, and what Facebook's done, and what Google's done, and what MSNBC has done, and, and just go down the list. What they've all done was the suppression. Hear this. What they bought into was the suppression of the truth. I'm going somewhere tonight. Come with me. They suppressed everything about Trump. They suppressed everything about our conservative vote, our conservative morals, our conservative outcry over this nation. They came against anyone that would stand against the left's wicked and perverse agenda. And they, they blocked it. That's what they chose to do. But what we're finding right now is that Radical truth is beginning to come forth. Now, hear this. My wife can testify, and it was about four or five years ago, somewhere roughly in that, that I heard the Lord one day in prayer. And the Lord said, son, I want you to begin to agree with me. And I want you to pray and decree this over the United States of America. I want you to declare grace over them. I want you to declare my grace over them. Because, now remember this. I want, I want to put that on pause. You know where I'm going with that. I want to put that on pause and hear this. In John chapter 1, it says, Moses brought us the what? The law. But Jesus brought us grace and, what did he bring us? Grace and truth. The Lord said, son, I want you to begin to declare grace over the United States of America because when the truth is released upon this nation, the gravity and the weight and the power of truth that has been suppressed will be so overwhelming to the populace of this country, it will crush many. He said, now, so pray with me and declare over the people of America grace to be able to stand up under the truth. That when they hear the truth, they will repent. Now, lest we, lest we uh, I hope you're not afraid of that big R word, the repent word. You know, that's a beautiful word. Re repent is a Jesus word. Can I get a better amen than that? I said repent is a Jesus word. Repent is a beautiful word. The gift of repentance and the gift of forgiveness is a beautiful, beautiful manifestation of who our God is. 
And God is longing for this nation to repent and fully return to Him. Come to Him. But the gravity of truth that's about to hit this nation is going to be stunning. And the answer isn't Elon Musk. He's just one person that God is using. You know, God can use anybody in anything. You know, God can speak through a donkey. Does that give hope to anyone in this room tonight? Okay, yeah, we won't go there. So right now, we, it's interesting, and I want to I move through a few things, and I want your wheels to just turn. We're coming to grips right now with, with the suppression of truth concerning the 2020 election, aren't we? We're coming to grips with this present fake administration and the coup that we're under. We're coming to grips with who the Bidens are who the Obamas are, who the Clintons are, who the Gates are. I said on the torch this week, and I don't know how many of you saw, but, you know, uh, Bill Gates is not buying American farmland uh, to help save this nation. He's He's buying it up to create famine. We're dealing with news right now that is rocking the core of America. Pedophiles, satanic pedophiles, sacrificing of children, worshipers of the demon god Baal. And their bloody altars all over this country has been full of filth and blood by harvesting abortions. Are you breathing? I'm telling you the intensity of the truth that's going to pour out. It's going to cause people to be rattled to their core. It's happening. Baal worship. Monsters. Monsters to children. Now I want to say something to you. They need judged by the wrath of God. If the Apostle Paul was here, and really he is, he would tell you flat out, the wrath of God is coming. So we're learning now stunning truth, the suppression of truth. Think about what we're learning right now in the medical field. Think about what we're learning just in the medical field, what is coming out concerning the vaccine. All over. Think about all over the earth, the unknowns of this vaccination. Now we're learning more and more truth. Think about what we're learning about what's happening in China right now. Just the leaking of what is happening in China. The lockdowns, the terrifying lockdowns, the burning of bodies in high rises. There's there's just, there is no, no honor for human life. People are starving. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, people are starving all over China and dying in their high-rises and in their homes right now as we sit here in this building on Richardson Road. We are learning now truth that is being revealed concerning the CDC, their data, their fake data. 
We're learning truth about the pandemic lies. We're also learning the truth, sadly, about celebrity ministers. As the plumb line of heaven is now coming and being released, and God is just setting His plumb line over ministries. And it's a horrible day of grieving. People that we once loved, people that once fed us, like T.D. Jakes, fed our spirit. In our, in our young married life, 27, 28 years ago, I, I remember so much of his ministry pouring into the house. Our, our little kids, you know, playing with toys and Jake's playing in the house and us shouting it. And where are we? Here we are at the end of 2022. I'm telling you, things are going absolutely crazy. And the plumb line of heaven is hitting the church. What am I saying? The suppression of truth, what's really going on, is now being revealed. It's, it's a wild thing, ladies and gentlemen. Here, here we have, we can look back in time now and think of all that we have learned, all the truth that has been suppressed about 20 years of war in the Middle East over 9-11. Think about what we know about President George W. Bush right now, who's a total globalist and has been in bed with the globalists all along. And we once were fans and stood behind him and prayed for him and blessed him and all, and all these things. But guess what? The masks are coming off. Look what we learned about weapons of mass destruction. Look what we're learning right now about the war in Russia and Ukraine. Look what we're learning about the USA's involvement in that war. What am I saying? These are all examples of the suppression of truth. We're going somewhere tonight. I want to give you a picture in John chapter 3. I want you to go there. It will be on the screen behind me. I want to give you this picture that Jesus talked about. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He said, God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But then he goes on and watch these next words. He who believes in him is not condemned. He who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Let me, let me just put that on pause and I want to I insert this thought. Where does the enemy have authority to traffic? In the dark. You see it? The enemy can only traffic in the shadow land. The enemy can only traffic in the shadows and in darkness. That's how he's able to accomplish what he does. But you put the light forth and he loses his authority. Now watch what Jesus said. This is the condemnation. Light has come into the world. Who is the light of the world? Of course, it's Christ. And he turns to the church and says, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. 
He said, but men love darkness rather than light. And why was it? Because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. And that is why we consistently intercede. This company of warriors, this company of warriors, this company of gatekeepers, this company of intercessors, we are continually praying, God, let there be light. Lord, let there be light. Let there be light. Oh, and put it in your notes. You can look at it later. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 24. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24. God says, you think you can go anywhere in the earth and hide from me? You got another thing coming. You think you can go anywhere in the earth? You cannot hide from me. God says in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24, he says, I fill all of the heavens and I fill the entire earth. So where do you think you can go to hide from me? What am I saying? I'm saying when we pray, let there be light, we are declaring, God, let those that are in the shadows, those that are in the shadows, those that are in the darkness, may there be no place to hide for them any longer. Bring them out into the light. Exposed. Exposed. You got to get comfortable with that. You got to warm up to that, ladies and gentlemen, exposure. Because it's high time. Now, I'm in Luke chapter 12. Stay with me tonight. Can we go the distance? Luke chapter 12. Look at what Jesus says. Before we read verse 2, there's, Jesus says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is what? The leaven of the Pharisees is hypocrisy. The leaven of the Pharisees is hypocrisy. He says they, they put on a really good act, but actually that's not what they really are. He turns to his disciples and says, you must beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Don't ever become like that. Don't put on an act and be something else. Beware of that. Two amens in the church tonight. That's good. In verse 2, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. For whatever is spoken in the dark will be, what? Heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear of inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who can kill the body. And after that, no more that, that they can do. But I show you, I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has the power to cast you into hell. Whoa, that's strong words. You could tell Jesus was a real seeker-sensitive preacher. You better fear him who has the power to cast you into hell. I say to you, fear him. And let me just pause right now. And if you're around any of these universalist stooge preachers right now that are telling you there's no eternal hell, you need to run from that. Those of you listening online right now, you better hear the heed this word. There is an eternal hell. And if there wasn't, Jesus wouldn't have been sent as the only begotten to give his life brutally crucified as a criminal. And shed his holy, blameless blood for us if there was no hell. My God in heaven. 
Thank you, Lord, for your blood. Woo! Now, why is this key? Look at these first words. Whatever's spoken in the dark, it's going to be heard in the light. What is Jesus saying? I want you to just boil this down. He's saying exposure's coming. He's saying, see, put this on pause. I was reading in the book of Luke this week in our, our place. Our place, we've moved. So... We're sitting in this new place, this new kitchen, and I'm reading, I believe it was Luke 12. And, and I'm reading about how Pilate and Herod, they're not buddies. They're, they're actually at odds against one another. And they're, they're bothered that they have to do something about Jesus. They have to use their authority to do something about Jesus And what was really interesting, it says that when Pilate heard that Herod, or that Jesus was a Galilean, there it is, that Jesus was from the region of Galilee, he was like, oh, hold on, stop the press. I can get out of this. This is awesome. Pilate's like, oh, I can get out of this. Uh, Let's just move him on down the road and let's get him over to Herod because that's Herod's jurisdiction. Are you tracking with me? But what's really interesting is they ship Jesus on up to Herod, and then Herod and Pilate get together, and it says that once they got together, they had been in discord, but now they became chum and chummy. You know why? And that's when I saw it. It was a very interesting verse to me, and I sat Brenda down and said, honey, look at this. When you set truth, yeah, I heard that. She looked at Victoria and went, he sat me down. (laughs) These are the fun talks that we get to have after church. (laughs) You sat me down. Uh, That's equivalent to, honey, sit down. You got to hear this. Is that better? (laughs) I said... Look at this. Here's two people who are completely different. They're at odds against one another. They're not fans of one another. But then I saw it. Ah, you set Jesus in the midst of anything, and the real alliances will manifest. You set truth. You set truth. See, I saw Jesus standing there as the plumb line. That's what I saw. I saw Jesus walk in as the plumb line, and Jesus didn't have to say anything. He could just stand there in silence and let them mock him, let them bring all kinds of accusations. But when truth was set down in the midst as, the, as God's plumb line, that the alliances were made. What does that mean? It means that you, you'll see evil team up with evil. They'll join each other's teams quickly, and you'll see the righteous be joined to the righteous. That's a good word right there. That's a good word. So what is Jesus saying? He says, whatever is spoken in the dark, it's going to be heard in the light. Jesus is saying, exposure is coming. And I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that's what truth does. Truth brings exposure. We've thought all these last three decades in our silly church culture that truth, you know, makes everybody feel good. Truth cuts. 
Truth divides. Truth prunes. Truth heals. Truth mends. Oh, my. There's a suppressing of truth right now, and it's keeping entire nations under bondage and captivity. I want to say that again. You've got to hear this. Do not be distracted right now. There is a suppression of truth that is keeping entire nations under bondage right now. There is such a cry for freedom throughout the earth. Think of the cry of freedom that's happening in the nation of China right now. The cry of freedom that's going up in the nation of Iran right now. The cry for freedom that's going up in the streets of Brazil right now. The cry for freedom that's coming up out of America as we see how bad everything that has been stolen from us the suppression of truth has nations crying out for its deliverance and ultimately the deliverer is coming put it in your notes tonight Hebrews 13 3 it's a commission for us to remember those who are in prison It's a commission for us to pray for those that are in prison that are our brothers and sisters in Christ that are, they are suffering agony. They are suffering. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, our brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the nations of the earth, they are suffering agony, torture, martyrdom, unimaginable pain. And Paul, and I believe Paul is the writer of the book of Hebrews, and I know that, you know, that's debated. It could have been Aquila, it could have been Priscilla, but I do believe it was the Apostle Paul. And he says, do not forget those that are in chains and in prison. Pray for them as, as, as if it was you yourself that was being tortured. I believe God is answering the prayers of the ecclesia right now, the faithful ones who have prayed and said, God, bring justice. And we are part of that church. God, bring justice. Overturn this wickedness. Lord God, bring exposure. Lord, show forth this corruption. Lord, bring forth righteous retribution. These are things that we've been praying. And in God's grace, I believe that he is answering for the United States of America right now. I believe in the coming months... The amount of truth that is going to pour out to our country is going to be overwhelming. Everything that they spun, all of their silly, stupid B-roll theater, even the stuff, we're banned so much, and I'm just going to say it. I'm not backing up on this, ladies and gentlemen. All of this silly B-roll, you know, theater that we saw on January 6th, I'm telling you, it's all going to come out. It's all going to come out. All of these evil, wicked people in collusion with one another in D.C. to paint another picture to keep us under a delusion. God's pulling the covers off. You're going to see it all. The response is overwhelming. It's going to happen. Make no mistake about it. It's going to happen. Yeah, i got to keep going tonight. John chapter 8, verse 32. It's a very familiar scripture. Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You will know the truth. You will know the truth, 
and the truth that you know, it will make you free. There's times where I let myself go and dream with God about celebration in America. A couple years ago, Pastor John Kilpatrick, a very dear friend of ours who was just with us three and a half months ago, had a powerful dream about rejoicing in the streets of America. As far as you could see, there was celebration out in the open, under the, uh, under the sun and the open air, people rejoicing, shouting, screaming, dancing in the streets. I believe there's many implications to it. <laughs> I just keep hearing ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch is dead. <laughs> See, now, when I say that, some of you in this room, that bothered you. But let me go back and let, let the apostle Paul bother you. The wrath of God is coming upon all those who practice unrighteousness. You know, we're in a weird time. People are so grace, 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 grace. Gushy grace. They've got grace for all the world, and yet all the while they, they, they treat people in the kingdom like hell. But they've got all the grace in the world for all of their silly celebrities. We got people in the church celebrating Lady Gaga. And I, 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 can go, I can go down the list. All you got to do is go on social media and watch Christians gathering to all of these crazy concerts, worshiping their idols. I said, worshiping their idols. And they've got, they, they, they've got reservoirs of immeasurable grace for all of these people. They, they, don't even have, they don't even have the righteous fortitude to call it out and say that is evil, that is, that is mocking God, that is sexually perverse. They don't even have the fortitude, but they've got grace for all of them. You know, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing that's being preached right now in the kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, you have grace when you are in the kingdom. You have grace when you are a son of the covenant. You better hear this tonight. You have grace when you are a daughter of the covenant. You don't have the grace of God when you are out there living like the devil. Stop preaching this crazy inclusive gospel that has grace for every. No, you get grace when you come through the door of the blood of Jesus and repentance. I got to nail this down tonight. I'm telling you, I'm watching silly, stupid preachers all over the internet having grace for the, the whole world, and they've never come through the blood. Oh, my gosh. Is this making sense to you? The grace of God is upon sons and daughters of the covenant. That's where the grace prevails, and you don't get 
The grace of God unless you come through the blood. And the truth that you shall know, it shall make you free. It shall make you free. Now, I'm about done. Ephesians 5. And some of you, you're like, thank God he's almost done. Oh, my God. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank God he's almost done. I'll tell you, folks, I am praying for more boldness in my life. You, I, I, just, I just have to tell you. Oh, David came home. His wife was, she was upset. Oh, my God, the king, the king, look at the king out there dancing, dancing, dancing. He's out there in his underwear. The king's out there whirling around in his underwear. Oh, you, you look really kingly. You look really regal. You look, you look really royal out there dancing in front of that ark, David. Oh, he said, oh, you don't understand. I haven't even begun to start. I'll become even more undignified than this. And when he walked out the door, guess what? He walked out the door. He didn't share his bed anymore with her. There was no more intimacy. He was done with that. I like David. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Wow. <laughs> Folks, I'm praying for more boldness. I'm praying for more boldness. I'm going into 2023. What? So, some of the things that we're about to blow through as the church, some of the victories that we're about to ascertain, some of the victories that we're about to blow up on the global scale, some of the victories that we're about to ascertain on the government mountain, the media mountain, the family mountain, come on, the church mountain, some of these victories are unprecedented. I'm going there. We're going there. We're going there. We're not retreating. We're going there. Make us bolder. Give us boldness. Give us boldness, God, in this day. Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul writes, Ephesians 5, you were once darkness. That's right. Brian Gibbs was once darkness. We were once darkness. But now you are light in the world. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all godliness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather... And this is, this is the, this, those words make the church nervous. Ah, I'm not into that, that, that commission of, of exposing the works of darkness. I'm going to put that on pause for a second. I'm going to get right back there, and I'm about to wrap this up in the next 10 minutes if God helps me. Maybe he doesn't want to help me. Right before, well, the timeline is, yeah, doesn't matter. Obama was in office. 
I was in Washington, D.C. I was in the office of a congressman for our country. I'm not going to say his name in this message. I can tell you later if you want to know. But I said, why aren't we doing anything about this specific issue? Where are our men of valor? Where are our men of God? Where are our lions in the conservative party rallying up and going against Obama to deal with this? Tell me why. And he stopped me in my tracks and he said, Brian, I want to tell you why. The lack of integrity. I mean, you want to put both feet on the ground? You want to suit up? You want to lace those combat boots? He said, lack of integrity. Because the moment they step forward to try to come against him, then they're going to pull back the curtains and expose what people are doing. And here we, here we are. We're supposed to be embracing this call to expose the works of darkness. And yet Jesus is still speaking to us that, hey, you know what? And, and let me just say it to you quickly. Jesus taught us this. How do you deal with things in the family? How do we deal with family? I'm not talking about the world right now. Are you with me? Is this side with me? I'm not talking about the world right now. I'm talking about how do we deal with people in the family. Jesus said, he says, listen, don't go after correcting or exposing that person when you've got this huge plank of hypocrisy in your own eye, repent of that, deal with that, get the plank out of your own eye, and then go to your brother and deal. And I'm just doing this for sake. Me, me and Renee are good, right? We're good. We're good, yeah. So, and then go to him and then deal with the speck that's in his eye. Take care of, your fa- take care of the family. But deal with your hypocrisy first. But when it comes to dealing with the world, it's a whole different subject. Paul says, go for the juggler. Get out there and expose their evil works of darkness. See, we should be judging things rightly in the body of Christ. And because we don't judge things rightly in the body of Christ, it requires the world judging the church and makes us look like a bunch of yahoos. Why in the world does it take, require the world to judge the church? We need to start dealing with each other and sorting it out. And this is where we have to get down to what my grandfather called, get, let's get down to the brass tacks, baby. Come on, big daddy, let's get, down, let's get it down to the brass tacks. And the brass tacks is this. Jesus is saying you cannot tolerate any level of hypocrisy in your life. You have to deal with any level of self-righteousness in your own life. He said, the warning was, don't be like the Pharisees. The leaven of the Pharisees is hypocrisy. And if there's any level of hypocrisy or masking in our life, we better deal with it now. It's quiet in the church. We've got to deal with any level of self-righteousness in this hour. And the good news is, is if if we deal with ourselves, if we get naked and unashamed before the throne of grace and say, God, deal with me, 
Then you will be able to be clothed in righteousness and strength and power and boldness. And you'll be able to go out of the presence of God, radiating the presence of God. And you'll be able to speak like a lion. Bold as lions. And you will be able to expose the works of darkness. Why? Because you've dealt with uncleanness. Noah was a preacher of righteousness, warning his wicked generation before the flood. You know, his generation thought he was a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) I want you to think about this for a moment, and I'm about there to that 10-minute mark. Many professing Christians in this hour, when they're faced with absolute truth, they would rather hold on to their biases, and they would rather turn a blind eye, and that's not good. And you know how I know that that's truth? Because all you have to do is talk to them about their worship of their celebrity preachers, and they're not willing to forsake what God is pulling the rug out from underneath. It's a sad day. So Jesus is dealing with hypocrisy. Jesus is telling us exposure is coming. Exposure is coming. You know, that should really place the fear of the Lord in all of our lives. That should really place the fear of the Lord in all of our lives. God's not playing around. God's not here to make us feel good. He's not playing around. Exposure's coming. It's time that the ecclesia be clean, holy, connected in covenant to God, connected to the power of the blood, connected to the cross, connected to the fire of the Holy Spirit, connected to the burning holiness of God. So that we can be light, so that we can arise, shine, arise and burn. Arise and burn for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I want you to go to Revelation chapter 2, and I've got to wrap this up tonight, even though I'm not a rapper. I'm more of a country western guy. (laughs) Some of you got that. Some of you didn't, and it's okay. It's all right. You're just like, praise God, he's almost done. My God, I want to celebrate Christmas as Brian is up here thundering. We sang and declared something so powerful tonight. Our worship team led us in this declaration that we are the covenant keepers of the first love. Was that powerful? I mean, come on. Come on. Let's praise God for that. Was that powerful? Powerful. I could have sang all night. Really could have. Well, more than sang, I could have worshiped all night. And I love that we can do that at Victory. <laughs> Aren't you glad you don't get 17 minutes, Cody? 
<laughs> oh, my. So these are the words of Jesus to not just the church of Ephesus, but it's a prophetic declaration to the end of time. And this is powerful. Revelation chapter 2, and to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Watch this. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. Wow. Are you connected to that? See, the Lord is encouraging you tonight through those words. The Lord knows the obstacles of evil that is barraging our very lives right now. There isn't anything, there isn't anything that we are facing in this warfare that he's not aware of. There's not anything going on in your marriage, in your life, in your kids, in your grandchildren that the Lord's not aware of. He's aware of it all. He's aware of everything that we've been battling to overcome. And so he says, I know your works. I know your labor. I know your patience. You cannot bear those who are evil. Well, that sounds like this tribe, doesn't it? And you tested those that say that they're apostles, and they're not. <laughs> and found them to be liars. And you have persevered and have patience. Watch this. And have labored for my name's sake and not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent. Oh, there's that beautiful Jesus word. Everybody see it? Say that beautiful Jesus word. It's not a dirty word. It's a Jesus word. Repent. Do your first works or else I'll come to you quickly and I'll remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. But this you have. Oh, this is awesome. That you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans, excuse me. Now, who are the Nicolaitans? If you, if you jump down to verse 14 and verse 15, Jesus lays it out. These are the people that were actually drawing people into adultery and sexual immorality. They were leading people into adultery. It's right there in your scriptures, verse 14 and 15, and immorality. And watch what Jesus says, which I also hate. Which I also Which I also, Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness far above all of his brethren supreme. This is Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. I'm quoting Bible to you. Why was he anointed supreme above all? Because he loved and he hated lawlessness. He loved righteousness. He hated lawlessness. So Jesus says, I've been watching you, church. I've been watching you. I know your patience. I know what you've been enduring. 
I know who's been giving you hardship. I know who is masqueraded and lied in front of you. And you weighed them in the balance and you said, they said that they were apostles. They're not apostles. They're imposters. And so Jesus lays it out. He says, I hate, I hate those who lead many into idolatry and immorality. Verse 7, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Wow. Wow. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the overcomers. Do we have any overcomers in this room tonight? You may need to say, I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. Gen Z is not victims. They are overcomers. Gen X is not victims. They are overcomers. The church is not a victim in this hour. We are overcomers. I've been watching what you've been enduring. I've been watching. I've been watching everything that's happened. I've been watching how you cannot bear evil. You've tested those. You found them to be liars. I've watched you persevere. I've watched your patience. I've watched your labor. You've not become weary. And you may hear that and say, oh, my God, Lord, I am weary. Then say, Holy Spirit, minister to me right there and renew my strength again like the eagle that I can mount up. To him who overcomes, I'll give you to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. What am I saying tonight? I'm saying overcome. I'm saying speak truth. I'm saying fight against evil. I'm saying we're going to fight for our religious freedoms. I'm saying we're going to fight for our marriages. We're going to fight for our kids. We're going to fight for the unborn. As long as the church is in the earth, we are going to restrain evil. And we're also going to worship God when he unleashes his wrath against all ungodliness to those who suppress the truth. We're in an awesome, epic hour, ladies and gentlemen. We're in an awesome, awesome, epic hour. You know, the day of the Lord is is both what? The day of the Lord is both what? Awesome and terrible. That's right. I'm going to close right here. My wife and I, many from the Victory family, were able to get down to Mario Murillo's meetings with Lance Wall now. Pastor Charles Stock and Ann from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, they're with us again tonight. They were there. Those are awesome people of God right there. We were down with Mario Murillo, and he quoted, he said, Charles Dickens, these were the worst of times, and these were the best of times. These were the best of times, and these were the worst of times. We are in a wild time. But Jesus is calling us this Christmas. Ha, ha, ha. See how I did that? <laughs> Tying a little bow on it for you. 
little sparkly bow. See how I did that? Pulling out a little sparkly bow, putting it on the box for you. It's got your name on it. Jesus is calling us to overcome, and you will overcome. The church that Jesus is building, the gates of hell will not prevail against. You will overcome. You will overcome. You will overcome. It's not time to retreat. It's time to run forward. And whatever other foul things come out of this demonically inspired administration, it's going to fail against the church. The church is going to rise and prevail. Church is going to rise and prevail. You know, I'm going to close. Brian, you went past that, Tim? I, I know. You know, if, think about it. If Cheyenne were to walk in this room right now, Cheyenne, Pasadena, California, a true apostle. If he was to walk in the room and I was to hand him the mic and he was to tell you the story of how much that he has fought against Governor Gavin Newsom out in California, that church fought and waged a warfare of millions upon millions upon millions of dollars waging warfare to keep their church open during this pandemic. And they went all the way to the Supreme Court and they won. They didn't back down, call themselves victims. Woe is me. No, they fought. They fought. I'm seeing things coming our way, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to have to fight valiantly. God's going to need you to expose evil and darkness. He's going to need you to speak truth. You don't need a pulpit behind, you know, you don't need to stand behind a pulpit in a sanctuary to validate that you have a ministry. You have a ministry. Every one of you have a ministry. You have an anointing. And you are the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And that's why I preach to you as an army of God. I preach to you as an ambassador of God. So keep the fire burning. Fight the good fight. Wage a good warfare. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you may go. He's with us. Father, thank you tonight for this time, and thank you for the breaking of bread. Thank you for the commissioning, Lord. Thank you for the pruning. Thank you for the challenging, Lord. Thank you for it all. You are beautiful, King Jesus. Thank you that you are in the midst of us right now. You are here. And you are awesome in this place, mighty God. I praise you, Lord. I thank you. And I bless the bride of Christ. I bless the people of God. I bless those watching tonight. Fill your people with fresh oil. And let us be burning ones. Let us be overcomers in this hour. Lord, let us be those that humble ourselves and repent. Anywhere, Lord, that we see anything in our lives that would be grieving to you. Anything that would offend your spirit. Anything, Lord. Any plank in our own eye 
any self-righteousness in our own lives. Purify us, Lord, so that we can be vessels of honor and vessels of glory. And you can use us in this hour, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ushers, would you come tonight? I want to serve the people. If you need an offering envelope tonight, just lift your hands high. You can open your app right now. You can go on your app, your Victory FLA app. You can give now. You can give by way of our website. Those of you online, I want to encourage you. Ask what the Lord would have you to give tonight. I think you understand this isn't about money, but it requires money for us to go forward. This ain't all about money, but it requires money to go forward. It's going to require miracle money to apprehend a miracle campus for victory. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, it's going to require miracle money to apprehend a miracle campus. And we have to have it. We have to have it. We have to have it. We've got a long way to go. We've got a lot to do. I thank God for this place. But there's more that God has for us. Can I get an amen in this house? I mean, really. I mean, really. Believe, decree, sow for it. Thank you for all, the, all of you who have sowed towards it. Continue to sow. Keep giving. Even above your tithes. Just, Lord, man, if you can give another $10 towards the Miracle Building Fund, do it. Do it. God blesses our seed. Amen. Come on. Amen. Lord, thank you for tonight. I am blessed, Lord, that I get to be your messenger. I'm honored, Lord, that I get to be your messenger and preach your word. I'm thankful. I love your people. You know I love your people, Lord. You know I love your bride. I thank you for them. I bless you. I bless the people of God. And I pray, Lord, that you open up the windows of heaven and you pour out such a blessing upon them that they do not have room enough to contain. That you fill up, Lord, their storehouses. You command your blessing on their storehouses and their resources. I speak the Lord's prosperity over you right now in Jesus' name. Prosperity and abundance, more than enough, more than enough, more than enough. His name is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough. May the Lord bless you. May this year of new year coming into 2023 be a year of miracle prosperity, miracle provision, new doors, new opportunities, and an abundance of favor. Another measure of favor on your life. Hallelujah. Man, I received that for myself. Hallelujah. More of your favor, Lord, with God and with man. And we bless the seed tonight. We bless the offering. And we bless every giver. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Ushers, thank you so much. Announcements tonight.
Check one, two. There we go. All right. We just got a few announcements. Just want to go over real quick. Uh, again, Tuesday night prayer um, will not be in December. We'll be starting that back up in January, our Tuesday night prayer. Um, also, Christmas Eve service is going to be Saturday, a Saturday night. So we are, we are doing it more Christmas Eve style as opposed to our regular Saturday night services. So we will have service from 5 to 6 p.m. I know that's going to be amazing. And it's going to be miraculous, right? <laughs> so our Christmas Eve service from 5 to 6 p.m. We will not have... Um, pre-service prayer that night. There will be no kids' church or nursery since it's only going to be roughly around one hour. And we will be having communion and it will be by candlelight as well. So um, it's it's wonderful. I mean, you guys had a great, it was just wonderful tonight with the, with the worship song, Christmas worship song. And Christmas Eve is just just beautiful and glorious here so it truly is a night of worship unto the Lord and so there's no tradition you know kind of thing I mean we do the traditional songs I'm going way too far into this I'm getting my, I'm getting in a hole here I don't know but, what you're doing <laughs> but anyway you're gonna love it so please come it's gonna be wonderful all right then we've got New Year's Eve which is a Saturday night also. We are having prayer that night at 5 p.m. 6 p.m. we start sharp. We are, we're going to have baptisms that night, so please sign up. Um, you can yep, you can sign up online. You can do the QR code, and it'll take you where you can sign up for the baptism. Also, um, we'll have a fire tunnel that night and a potluck. So um, bring, bring a dish to share. It will be after the service, the potluck. So... Um, just make sure you bring something either in a crock pot to keep warm or something that can stay room temp and be okay. So um, there's limited space for refrigeration. So then we have coming into January, January 6th, the first Friday night of January, we have our vision night. Yeah. <laughs> we have our vision night at 7 p.m. For those of you who want to learn more about victory and just our vision and our heart, get to know Brian and I more. We invite you out to that. Please RSVP. You can either text the church number or call to RSVP for that. And please let us know if you need childcare as well. And also just want you to make a note that our Victory Fast, the first one for 2023 is going to be January 8th through the 14th. So encourage you to mark that down and we are going to be meeting nightly so it's going to be a wonderful time all right that's it god bless so good i just want to go back to to new year's eve night uh new year's eve is going to be powerful um we are going to be having a fire tunnel the water baptism we're going to be having a bonfire we're going to be eating outside we're going to have a potluck uh, it's going to be wonderful. And then about 11 o'clock, for those of you that remain, we're going to be coming in here for a time of worship and a time of communion. We're going to be bringing in the new year, going into 2023, breaking the bread and the wine together. It's going to be a powerful night. So join us. Make plans. If you, if you need to go home and take a nap and come back in your pajamas and do communion with us, 
It's okay. We'll see you in your sweatpants. It's going to be okay. If you need to do that, do that. So I want our, our altar team to prepare themselves right now. We're about to pray for those that have any amount of need, any need, spiritual need, relational need, spiritual need, any, any place of affliction in your life. We're ready to pray for you. Um, Pastor, Pastor Charles, I, I'm going to put you on the spot. I, I want you to come up here. I want you to just welcome Pastor Charles Stock. Come on, let's just welcome him, honor him. So, you may be seated in heavenly places. Um, <laughs> thankful for Pastor Charles, thankful for his wife, Anne. You guys pastored Life Church, Life Center, sorry, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. How many years? Uh, since 1988. And we're still doing it, but, you know, we're kind of in and out. But, yeah. Apostolic House. Yep. Revival House. Apostolic House. House of Generals. I know Pastor, Pastor Charles is pastor. He was, he was Randy Clark's pastor. He was Sean Foyt's pastor. He's been a lot of people's pastor. Um, just, just an apostolic center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Powerful. And it's humbling. It's honestly very humbling having you in here. And I know Bishop Garlington's about to show up with Barbara and be in here. And I'm like, here we are in this little church. <laughs> and we have some of God's generals just showing up. And... I'm humbled by it. I, I mean that. God knows I'm so humbled by you guys being here, and I love you and honor you and respect you. I want you to just speak and declare a blessing, a Father's blessing over the house and prophetically if, if the Lord gives you a word. But I want you to release what the Holy Spirit's just going to release through you. Love you. Thank you. Love you, Brian. Really... Uh appreciated hearing your personal story last week and we were looking forward to what it was that we were going to hear this week so you didn't disappoint radical stuff it's so good i'm just telling you this god is going to bless the the houses of you know the the church families and the pulpits that are taking a bold stand for truth that are that are unafraid because it, it's the testimony of the resurrection. You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, you know, someone could kill you, and then you'll be in the face of Jesus. You know, so it's like, you can't lose. And I, I love it. And so I just, it's funny, for years I, I've been preaching very straight stuff about marriage, about gender, about children. And I, I've always said, you know, someday I might get arrested for saying this. And, and I, I think we're in that day. And it would be an honor. You can all remember those who are in jail. And, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that either facetiously or to create fear. I just think, what a season to be in, to get to shine, you know, that the uh, disease of the comfortable American church is being healed. And uh, 
Hallelujah. And so go for it. Just go for it. And remember, in all things, with love and joy, you know, even if you hate evil, you hate, joyfully hate the evil. You know, when you're in their face, you just uh, don't lose his presence in those moments when you stand. And, you know, the, the amazing thing is I was hearing you preach tonight an amazing revival. It was on your, you know, if you, if you use the offering envelopes, it's there on the back. You know, personal revival, national awakening, generational reformation. It's an amazing thing to have a big vision and be feel like you're, well, we're just a seed. But here's the thing. Seeds have life in them. Seeds have instruction for the future. See, it's all written in the DNA. And so you're here in this season, in this part of this, of this journey you're on, but you keep hearing this amazing DNA of something big, something that's moving this city, this region, this nation. And I just want to encourage you to go for it, to pray. As uh, You know, I think your pastor is a prophet, you know. And so when you have a prophet for a pastor, it's a good thing he's a, a, a man of love, a man of prayer, a man of worship. But it kind of stretches you continually. And so I just, I just want to bless you because you're already tough. You know, you're tough because you're hearing, you're hearing straight, you know, freshly, you know, freshly cut meat. You know, you're getting your steaks really rare. And uh, they're good. And they're strong meat. And so I, I just want to encourage you. I'm just blessed by your integrity, Brian, Bran. And is this Victoria? See, that's what I thought. But... I get mixed up. Oh, and Josiah. Where's Josiah? Wave, Josiah. Hey, there you are. Amazing. Yeah, so I just want to declare the goodness of God over this house that every promise he's made is yes. And even if you say, well, why hasn't that happened yet? Here's the answer. You don't know. God does. <laughs> and he said... I will never leave you nor forsake you so that you may boldly say the Lord is my helper what can any man do to me so I just I just release courage and joy here and I just declare prophetically a great harvest a great just a real tremendous fruit and a I hate to use this word because it's been destroyed by our culture, but there's going to be a diversification of gifts and outreaches that go forth out of this house. There will be, you know, you'll say like, wow, look at all of these things that happened. We weren't even trying. We were just spending time in the presence of God, and, we, and He has done it. And the, the deal is, you get to do it with Him. So I just bless you. Victory, Church of His Presence. What a good name. You know, <laughs> that's where the victory is. And so I do have a word. I just have a word for Philip. Is this Philip here? Philip, hey, you guys are good on the shofar, you know. 
It's great. It's great. And Philip, I just you can you can just sit there if you want. Just rest. Here here's the word. There's a season of rest coming into your life. You've been you've been such a pursuer. You know, you've sought the kingdom of God. You've hungered and thirsted for righteousness. And and there's going to be such an overflow and the Father's blessing on your life, on your home, that you're going to just weep as you see the goodness and mercy of God overtaking you continually. You've made it through Psalm 23 and you're in verses 5 and 6. There's a There is a feast spread for you that you've followed the shepherd you've gone through the valley you've gotten authority and now he's brought you to the feast and his relationship with you now changes that he you are his guest of honor that there's a feast before you in the presence of your enemies you will be vindicated for all that grief that you took and all those false accusations that came against you in the presence of your enemies you will be blessed your cup will overflow (laughs) so we just declare this philip goodness and mercy are running after you Amen. amen Come on. Hallelujah. Glory. Let's rejoice over that word over Philip's life. Come on. And over Susie. Come on. Come on. Woo. This is how we do it in the kingdom. This is how we do it in the kingdom. Well, awesome. What an awesome word, and what an awesome word to this whole church. Pastor Charles, I'm so thankful I asked you to come up. (laughs) I feel so blessed. Wow. Wow. What an honor. I want our prayer team to come. We're going to open up the altars. We want to pray for you tonight. You need a breakthrough. You want the prayer of agreement. You need a miracle in your body. You need a healing. You need a healing in your body. You need a healing in your extended family. You need a relational breakthrough. Tonight, we want to pray for you. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just speak over the altars right now and over your beloved, Lord, as they minister to the people of God. Let the release of your kingdom come now. Let the release and the power of your anointing, Lord, transform lives. We just consecrate the altar to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, everyone. Those of you that need prayer, come now. Come now.